We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studios. Still uh, a week away from SEC Football Media Days, but we're slowly... Uh, crawling our way toward that and toward the 2021 football season. So some football talk may creep into today's show, but we'll uh, talk about the uh, kind of under underappreciated is the right word, but it didn't involve a lot of major American sports, but pretty cool sports day yesterday um, as well as... Uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it's a, it a big day in really sports Really cool sports day. So we'll go through that a little bit. We'll just talk about whatever you guys in the stream want to talk about. We've got a few different topics, things lined up for the week and more. So I hope all of you are... Uh, Doing well. The podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Take advantage of the Speed Pass Plus app. Download it. Use it. Earn points. Save money there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. And at the Oxford Exxon, you get the lunch specials Monday through Friday, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drinks. If you're coming to town for something or you're just local, picking out where you might want to have lunch, consider that there at the Oxford Exxon. And we're considering your car buying needs. Clark Ford there in Amer. Yep, that'd be the place to go. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for our pal Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's a uh, weird car market still. Things still sort of recovering from uh, the pandemic and all of that. So you want to make sure that you're getting a fair deal, and that's what Corey's all about. He's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around. Or uh, you can do what uh, what I've done, but I recommend that you do. And that is hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests will join us uh, this week, next week, hopefully, uh, on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters <clears throat> on the Water opens uh, back up on Wednesday and uh, Thursday evening, Friday evening, and then Saturday and Sunday open all day. Frozen uh, margaritas, frozen daiquiris, great uh, waterfront views there at rafters and then don't forget rafters on the square and rafters in new albany as well 
So, um, we'll talk about the uh, the day that was yesterday. Been some recruiting going on. Neil and Zach have a soft verbal at some point this weekend to recap a uh, a good bit of that. The Major League Baseball draft, obviously, going on. A couple different Ole Miss things uh, to uh, to that. Jackson Job going number three overall to the Detroit Tigers last night, and then Gunnar Hoagland going nineteen overall to the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, we'll talk about Job a little bit. Mainly, just really happy for Gunner, um, a guy that yeah, of course, got lowballed out of high school because of some of these arm elements and different things by the Pirates. I think he was drafted 40th overall, something like that. Has Tommy John? You know, I was thinking back to the thing, and we were, we were cheated out of that extra postseason from Doug, and maybe what you know he, the way he elevated himself. But from Gunner's standpoint, he's the one when I look back of I just don't feel like he got the career he deserved. I don't feel like Fans got to appreciate him, maybe not just even on success, but the way he kind of persevered and and, and matured and developed into in, into a top arm. I he's going to be the one unanswered question for me in some ways from a standpoint of everything involved with the pandemic, losing that season, this season being kind of weird, his Tommy John surgery. Because look, we don't know. I mean, I, I think this arm issue to some extent has been going on for a while. Um, you know, out of high school, we heard some different medical things potentially with, with, with him. It's possible that his arm would have blown out sometime in 2020 in the pandemic season, and he might have lost this year too. I, I don't know. Who knows little, what A little that bit of breaking like. news here as we talk Ole Miss pitchers. Doug McKay just oh, went uh, 58th overall to the Cleveland Indians. I was okay. reading a story today out of Cleveland. They're not going to be the Indians much longer. Sure. And they might not be Cleveland much longer. Really? Yeah. Where so, are they headed? Uh, they're one of the teams that gets rumbled about Nashville. Really? Yeah, their 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 deal at Progressive Park only has two years left. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt what no, you were saying about, about. Yeah, we'll uh, Doug, we'll, we'll talk about, about that Gunner. in a second. But I I don't know. I just Gunner, guy that came in incredibly highly rated and had to learn how to pitch. You know, we always talked about out of high school his senior year. He had that stupid stat where he didn't walk a batter the entire regular season. He only had six three ball counts the entire regular season of his senior year of high school. And that is, look, phenomenal command. I mean, scouts right now are talking about his command as a 70-75 on a 20-80 scale. I mean, he can throw it wherever he wants. But what that meant in high school was that he didn't know how to pitch. It meant that he was better than most everybody he played against, and he just threw the ball down the middle of the plate, and they couldn't hit it. That's what that meant in high school when you looked at it. Sure. And as a freshman, that's what was going on. You know, as a freshman, he struggled. He would get too much of the plate. He would kind of freak out a little bit. He, he he didn't understand necessarily how to pitch. He just threw, and he got banged around a little bit. I mean, he had a rough day against Arkansas and, and Fayetteville in the Super Regional. But he's a guy that found it. And when he found it, in 2020, he was as dominant as anyone in the country. He was leading the country in strikeouts for a lot of 2021 prior to, uh, prior to frankly, the injury. I mean, you look at even that South Carolina day, which is when I think he actually tore it. I think he tore it late innings against South Carolina. He was throwing a shutout through six innings and allowing two hits or whatever it was when Mike went and got him. So I, I don't know. I'm he obviously is going to make more money right here than he would have made out of high school. He made the correct decision. He'll get to skip a level or two versus what he would have done when he came out at 18 years old. It had a very happy ending, but from when I look back at just college, I, I do. I feel like we were cheated out of the Gunnar Hoagland story a little bit on, on, on what he was about because he's not as fiery as Doug. He doesn't necessarily have as much outward personality, but there's. There's a lot there when you kind of dig down through it, and uh, obviously now his time at Ole Miss is over. So yeah, and it worked out well for him because he gambled a few years ago. I mean, you know, they were going to lowball him, and he, he but he it it all worked out in, in much the same way that 
Jackson Wright says this, and I was just thinking as you were talking, he says Doug couldn't go to a better organization for pitching development. They've developed Bauer, Clevenger, Kluber, McKenzie, Plesak, Savali. They have. They have developed a lot of arms, and they know what they're doing. It's a really good organization, Cleveland is. They're, they're cash poor right now. But, um, yeah, happy for both those guys. Doug going a little earlier than maybe we anticipated. He was I mean, really close, but he was projected 60 to 90, somewhere in there. It goes 58 there to Cleveland. And, look, fits as important as anything when you're talking about five, six spots in one direction or another. So, no, that's a huge deal for him um, looking at slot values. If he just gets slots, let's see, was he 58? Yep. 58 is $1.21 million. So, he's got about seven and change after taxes, something like that. By the time it's uh, it's all done. so It's not a bad day. Get started on your career. I, I, think, I think Doug pitches in the majors. You do. I do. Yeah. I've consistently said that. I do. I think he does. Um, you know, they'll probably want to tweak some things. They may work with him on another pitch. You know, major league starters, you need a three, four pitch mix pretty consistently. It's and some, he has four. A couple have to get better. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. Four. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. three. You got to have three major league pitches. Um, scouts i know i've been asked this question a thousand times so for 30 seconds why is he picked 58th and not higher being unanimous all-american they worry about size he's not an overly big guy today everybody's so into velocity and obviously he can run it up 92 93 but that's not his game he's he's comfortable pitching that's 88 to 90 average now yeah, yeah. um so he has very average velocity and then i was talking to one scout who said we think he's probably fine but at his size does that velocity even tick down further when you're talking about pitching on five days instead of seven days? What does it look like when he's a little tighter? If he is a starter, nobody knows what he'll do at that level. But those are the concerns and why he's picked lower than, you know, a Hoagland who, frankly, has a lot of major league makeup that makes a lot of sense. Gunner can run it into the mid-90s. He can throw multiple pitches for strikes. He has plus command. There's, it's, not, it's not an indictment on Doug to point out that from a prospect standpoint, Gunner had some tools that he simply does not have. Although Doug does throw with his left hand, which is a is, is a pretty big deal in and of itself. So. Chris Lamonis doesn't have a lot to worry about, but he probably just has a moment here. James Wood, who's committed to them, just went 61st. My gut right? tells me that's probably a sign because even at 61, you don't want to lose the million in slot. You would 62, lose 62. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to lose that give or take 1.1 million that you would you would lose out of your draft pool at 62. Um. It's a question of the thread. It's 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 a good one. It's one of the stories of the day. Why did uh why did Kumar Rocker drop to ten? I don't know. I haven't looked it up a lot. Um some of it was the draft got a little funny there for a minute. And it wasn't necessarily anybody's fault. It well, was just kind of what happened. There um, were several teams that went with guys early that they're going to give under slot because they Joe were being one of them. Yeah. They were saving some money to give to guys either later in the first round or or compensation picks or whatnot, which yeah, are technically first-round picks. Look, baseball's a stupid draft, so I'm not blaming or criticizing or calling anybody dumb, but it's kind of hard to understand sometimes. Money matters much more than pick. Yep. Where your pick doesn't mean anything, potentially. I mean, you're going to have guys today in the 7th through 10th round that are, hey, I'm top 10 picks that are going to get like $5,000 because they're just senior signs. They get them, they have no leverage, and they use that money on somebody else. Like that, that happens every year. It's happened to Ole Miss players. That happens all the time. They need to modernize their draft. They need to let it's, you trade draft picks. Yeah. They need there are things they could do that would make the draft more fun. Like frankly, this is where baseball drives me kind of, if I'm frank, just sort of batch 
you know what, crazy? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's a draft. At the end of the day, the, the a draft is kind of boring if you think about it, right? I mean, okay. if you really think about it, a draft is kind of boring. The NFL had the draft. Justin Fields ends up in Chicago. There's all this drama as it unfolds, and so everybody's glued. It becomes like a soap a soap opera. I'm talking about the for for the viewer. The NBA draft is coming up in about two and a half weeks. And there's going to be all this talk in that first hour. And very likely nothing will happen. But the prospect that something could happen, right? You know, the rumor is Detroit's not just in love with Cade Cunningham. And they might be willing to move down. The rumor is Houston might be willing to move down. There's this rumor that Oklahoma City is aggressively trying to move up. That Orlando is desperately trying to move up. So you have the potential for this, ooh, breaking news that we have a trade. Major League Baseball doesn't have that. So it's kind of boring. And then you throw in, well, this pick was made for financial reasons. Well, that's not exactly how you draw eyeballs. Because they already have, and it's mentioned here in the thread, they already have the built-in problem of the guys aren't playing next year anyway. It takes a minute for the dudes to get there. So there's no instant gratification to any of it. No, like the high school kid that gets taken second or third, like Job, for example. I mean, you know, realistically. He could be a Garrett Crochet, but he also could take a while. And and Garrett Crochet was out of college, not high school. probably going to take him two and a half to three years. Yeah. So it's out of sight, out of mind, unless you're a diehard Tigers fan who's following the system. Well, there aren't many that that's not mainstream sports so you 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 lose the opportunity to make the draft i hate this word because people get mad at it. sports aren't supposed to be dramatic yeah you're going to turn on the nba draft is someone going to package several picks to trade up and if they do who's it to get and so you have these storylines i mean you can produce that Ooh, oklahoma city's trying to trade up to two we've got sources say Okay, are they trying to get Cade Cunningham? Are they trying to get Jalen Green? Are they trying to get you know uh, Evan, whatever his name is, the the big center from USC? What are you What are you trying to do? Mobley, Mobley, thanks. Who are you trying to get? So that's there's this drama. You don't have that in baseball. Like how how cool would it be yesterday if hey, breaking news, the Angels just traded up for the second pick because the uh, the the Pirates didn't take lighter and the Angels mm-hmm. traded this guy and this guy. And, their first, second, third, fourth, and eighth round picks for the second pick, and the Angels just took Jack Leiter. Well, now you have this breaking news feel to the draft. Baseball doesn't have that. Oh, I know. A um, couple different things with uh, with Joe. We'll get into that in a second. Um, obviously, he's not going to play for the Rebels, but we'll uh, discuss some of his draft mechanics <laughs> as uh, as we move through. I was, it was one of my favorite things. I think it was like Facebook or something. It wasn't anything that I don't mind criticizing a little bit, but it's like, yeah, he goes third. That's going to be really hard to keep him now. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> You hold on hope just in case. I know they were kidding. I I totally know they were kidding. But someone goes, well, you know, two years in college is worth. (laughs) Like, no, it's not. No. In no world. There's room to move up. It's not one. (laughs) (laughs) In no world is two years of college worth eight million bucks. Nope. Nope. No chance. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll uh, we'll discuss that in a second. First thing about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Onwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look on writing and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. That is wild. I was watching that Wood Kid swing 
And I was like, he reminds me of somebody. And then MLB is with Fred McGriff. And I'm like, yeah. that's what it is. He reminds me of McGriff. Um, we're also brought to you by ACS. They're owned by Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi, Automation and Control Systems, LLC, Complete Electrical Control System Solution Provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. They do a lot of things. Uh, so if you're in need of a custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, they've got you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, uh, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. To get in touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Don't miss uh, signing up your little slugger for fall baseball with the Oxford Park Commission. They've got leagues for ages 6 to 15. The season's going to run from September the 15th to October the 20th at M-Trade Park. The cost is $40 per player. OxfordParkCommission.com to register the deadline to uh, sign up is July the 25th. They're also going to have uh, fall softball. First time that they're going to have a fall softball league. Girls 5 to 12, the cost to participate, again, $40. The season will run September 15th to October the 20th. Again, July 25th is the deadline to register. It's OxfordParkCommission.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi and services the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss grads. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, and professional office space, along with roughly 75-0 lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. The development's located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street in Madison. Cobblestone, cobblestone streets, iron railings, gas lighting will serve as signature elements of the development. Half Shell Oyster House was the first business to open at the Village. If you'd like to learn more about this great opportunity, call Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. So, Jackson Job, um, third overall to the Tigers, frankly, leaves a little bit of a, a mess in Ole Miss's class. This is always going to be a small class, but from a projection standpoint, a ranking standpoint, not a ton there. Ole Miss was in the 30s prior to uh, to Job, uh, obviously not counting in the uh, in the August enrolled rankings whenever those get updated by perfect game. Um, slot for that spot is seven and something. I forget the exact number, but somewhere around seven. And it was in, like seven point eight. Um, it was it was pretty seven point two two one. Oh, two two one. Yeah, seven two two one is the, the the third pick. Um, there's a lot of talk about the Tigers lowballing him a little bit. This is just educated speculation, but um, I would expect somewhere around the five five and a half mark is probably where I would think Job is going to end up on a deal. And frankly, I think that deal's already done. I think you wouldn't. You're not going to risk losing seven million dollars no. out of your slot. So you knew exactly what was getting done or not getting done prior to that pick. You, a GM would be fired for losing seven million dollars out of its uh, out of its fired career. might be putting it nicely. <laughs> Run out on a rail of the entire industry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that phone call was made. Come on. That deals. <laughs> that deals within fifty thousand dollars. I know the Tigers have some flexibility and some extra spots and stuff, but yeah, I know. Like it, this is because the Tigers also have the the thirty uh, second pick, which was like two two, and 
They've got some. They've also had the 39th pick. They had a lot of w- weird wiggle room there between some different things. Reed uh, Reed Trimble goes 65th to the Orioles. He hit quite well over that'll a weekend. Be the, that'll be the end of his college career. Yeah, I don't think he's getting jumping in the transfer portal. No, um, <laughs> yeah, he's transferring to Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> <I think that's laughs> that's where he's going. So he's right at a million too. Um, around that number is how many millionaires, technically from a pre-tax standpoint, there were. Actually, that is uh, the next to last one. The 66th pick is the last one over a million dollars. Oh. Um, from an Ole Miss standpoint, this will be fully decided by the time you guys hear this, probably, or at least close to it. Um, well, no. Yeah, yeah, it will, actually. Um, you know, does Elko go in late in the top ten rounds, see a seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth round pick? Could he jump at 125000 tomorrow? He He's really the only name that I think is interesting. I would be – I'd be pretty shocked if Kevin Graham goes. I'd be pretty shocked if Justin Bench goes. Um, the Juco pitcher out of Northwest Florida – Look, Juco's do weird things all the time, and that's not a knock at the kid. I don't know him. I've never spoken to him. I have no idea if he walked in the room right now. But we've seen some strange Juco decision over uh, over time there. So, I mean, you might want to at least keep an eye on him. Dylan uh, Delusha is his name. But uh, Elko's the one. I mean, he's he's the guy that does change Ole Miss's season from an offensive standpoint, whether he's back or not. And, you know, you're not talking about – a lot of money. I mean, you're talking about a deal where I, I would have a hard time believing he's going to get anything over about two hundred grand, something like that, relatively um, pre-tax. So um, that's where it at. But if you're curious, moving forward, if you're in our stream or if it hadn't happened yet, by the time you listen to the podcast, Elko really the only name that I find at all intriguing is this thing has uh, has has moved. Um, Gunner didn't sign the first time because a the Pirates lowballed him. Um, whether or not that was medical related or not, you know, who knows? I, I think there was something to that for sure. But the Pirates thought they could sign him for less than they did, and they could not. He was very committed to school, and he ended up at Ole Miss. So um, I think had he signed, it would only been a little over a million dollars out of uh, out of high school, something like that, like one one million on a diet, something like that. So that's it from a uh, standpoint of the draft. Um, if something else pops across, we'll we'll talk about it. But you know, Job once once they got a track man on him and started seeing some of the spin rates, I mean everything has gotten so analytical sure. in today. And he's he's running, and I know this will mean nothing to most people, he's running a slaughter about thirty one hundred, thirty two hundred on a on a spin rate. Um the major league average is like twenty four hundred. Um so do some math there. Yeah. And a lot of scouts had it as the single best pitch in the draft, um, beyond anybody else's one pitch. So because of that, he went very, very highly uh, last night. And, and it, he was in mid to upper 90s pretty consistently. He's 96, 97 at yeah. times. And it does not scare anybody that he's a prep right-hander. Sometimes that throws people down the list a little bit because prep right-handers with velocity are kind of a dime a dozen. I mean, let's be honest. That's sort of sure. why they fall all the time. But not ones that throw 97 with 3,200 RPM breaking ball spin rates. So uh, Joe goes very high, makes a lot of money out of uh, Heritage Hall, Oklahoma, basically Oklahoma City. Yeah, when I saw yesterday, I can't remember whose mock had him at three. I saw, I thought it's over in in case there was any any drama there, and there really wasn't. I mean, he went through the machinations of reporting to campus. Some of that was for theater. Well, it's probably a little bit of a negotiating tool That's what too. I mean. I mean, yeah, hey, I'm I'm already moved in. I mean, hey, don't tell me I won't yeah, go to school. My bag's packed. Yeah, I'm in class. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, I'm in an apartment. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the agents can tell him to do that. Hey, of course, go, enroll, go. no, sure. And if something does fall through, well, you're there. Okay? You're there, right. sure. Yeah, yeah, but, but. yeah. Uh, 
So he joins the long list of what maybe probably told him don't unpack. Just yeah, just live out of a suitcase for a few Over days. Over the years, the ones that have uh, that have bypassed, obviously the big three in 2011 or 12, whatever year that was, Caccini and Trahan and uh, and Ty Hensley. One of those for sure made the right decision. I always thought maybe another one, and then I thought Hensley should have come to school. That's yep. kind of what always what my, my my thought processes were on those three guys. Gavin was going to be a top ten pick, and he had to go. I always thought Trahan had a lower ceiling, and if he could get some cash on a signing bonus, it was the right decision. Um, and then I thought Ty probably should come to school. Michael Reed has done okay over the course of his baseball career. He bypassed Justin Reed back in the day. There's been a few, but anyway, I think the last – I don't think Ole Miss has gotten – unless I'm forgetting something. I guess Hoagland counts, but it's a comp pick. I want to say the only – First round pick Mike has gotten to campus in his career is Alan Horn way back oh, in the I remember day, that. like oh two, oh three, whatever year that was. I think that's and he ended up having his better year at Florida. He ended up transferring to Florida before he was uh before he was done. He never so, made it to the majors, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I, I don't think so. I'm no, I really don't. So uh somebody asking me about the shirt. I don't know, subscriber. It was sitting here. Yeah, so, Uncle uh, Sammy sent us those shirts. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's a great logo. It's an awesome logo. Yeah, the disco turkey. But it's uh, it's it's, it's, it's one of the best logo. Maybe the best logo I've ever seen. Is it? You think so? Yeah. The Carolina Independent League baseball team is uh, is what it is. So. Yeah. Uh, you were pretty enthralled yesterday. You 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 got a lot of like European sports about you yesterday. Mm-hmm. You uh, you you watched a good bit of soccer, which you do now anyway. Um. Yeah. Little Wimbledon. I used to be so much more into tennis than I am now. I've kind of given up on it, but I've picked up a little bit simply because of Djokovic's run and the dominance that he is on at the age he is on right now. You talked about it. Wolken wrote about it. Is he the best tennis player of all time at this point? And he definitely, I believe, has the best resume of any tennis player of all time. We, we, we well, can get into not, semantics of anything done. else. That's the thing is he's no, nowhere close to done at this point, it appears. You and I are not tennis experts no. at all. So we'll preface that here. How much of that is him? And how much of that is, frankly, the sport has had an inability to reach the level of those big three for years and years and years where there is literally no parity in men's <laughs> tennis. And there hasn't been for over a decade. And maybe two decades almost. Well, it's been the same three or four names. Yeah, I mean, I can go through and I might at a break when I have time to pull it up. Well, there there he, have only been like less than 10 major winners or Grand Slam winners since like Roddick won the U.S. Open in 03. So to your point. Yeah, sure. Sunday is when I work on 10 Weekend Thoughts. Sometimes I work ahead a little bit on Saturday. And I did a little bit this Saturday, but not much. And I knew that there was a chance that I was going to be having to write some recruiting stuff yesterday. So I was, I came in here and I sat down and I kind of braced myself for a long day. And I turned on the TV. I realized Wimbledon was on. And the guy he was going up against, Matteo Bernadetti or whatever. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, I know. So I, I keep up with sports pretty much. And I didn't know who the guy was in the men's final at Wimbledon. And so that's to your point of the sport hasn't produced the stars. It's produced Federer and Rafa Nadal. And for a while, Andy Murray was at the top with those guys. No, he he was a big big three, big four. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And and you've had Djokovic. Yeah. And that's about it. 
You've had other guys step up for a minute. But that's that that's all. But this guy's doing 133 mile an hour serves and Djokovic just breaks him routinely. Uh he can beat you from the baseline. He's so long and angular and athletic that he can he can make plays at the net. He dominated net play yesterday, which is not supposed to be his strength. It was funny when I turned it on, they were in the second set and Mateo, whatever his name was, had won the first set. And so you kind of start cheering for that guy. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm yeah, cheering yeah, for him, yeah, you sure. know. You're thinking, what a big day for him. He's an Italian in England, and Italy and England play across town later today in the biggest soccer match in Europe in a long time. And so, you know, it's a big day for him. And so you're kind of cheering for him a little bit. And then as it becomes obvious that, no, Djokovic is going to do this, you start thinking about the history of it all and, just how great he's been and how much he's dominated a sport now for a, a decade. And he's still got time to go. There's no sign. Like with Nadal, there are some signs of slowing. And you could tell when Federer really started losing the step. Yeah. I mean, he fought mother, I mean, father time as far as any damn body hardly can, but you could tell when it did. Yeah, and, and so Federer, there's a chance that, you know, he might. Well, anybody can step up one time and maybe pull you know, something out. Ben Scully would say, you know, dance with the sun one more time or whatever, but. <laughs> It's about over. I'm sure he's doing fine. I'm sure Federer doesn't lose much sleep over it. As he gets done and puts on his Rolex and his jacket and it changes. <laughs> you wonder his, when he gets up in the morning. His does, he, does, he, does he do all of that stuff every single morning before he has his coffee? My guess is probably. If they'd like to pay him for it. Yeah. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> but I don't know. It was, it was it was historic. And then you know, an hour later, the uh, UEFA Cup final comes on. And it was cool. I mean, you kind of, you know. Think about what yesterday was like in London if you're a sports fan or if you just like life. London was probably a really happening place to be. The air outside of Wembley was insane. It's crazy. And then that game was just – Goes into kicks. I hate kicks, by the way. Do you really? Because it's a different game. You play – yeah, let's have sudden, sudden death. Might play forever, but let's have sudden death. It was just such a such an exquisite soccer game really. It was it was I've grown to appreciate the sport more and more because of Carson and he likes it and we watch more and I've encouraged him I think you know if you're going to be good at a sport you need to watch the sport, understand the sport. So he he watches a lot more soccer than he used to and he loves the European stuff. He watched the UEFA Cup. I did too actually. I watched a lot of it. It was great. It was yeah, it was it was a it was a really cool day in sports. And then you had the draft and game three of the finals where Giannis Antetokounmpo showed just what a superstar he is. And yeah, it was, it was a cool day. And the, 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 um, you and I talked about this, you know, and, and on the other side, you have major league baseball and the all-star game and they had the futures game and they had all these things that should give them a share of the stage. And it really didn't. Mm-mm. So I got it up here. Um, let me make sure I'm right on what's what, but I'm pretty sure I am as I as I do this. Yeah, okay. I had them in the right order. I just wanted to wanted to make sure. So in 2003, that's the last time, unless I'm missing something really recently, but I don't think I am. 2003 is the last time that it looks like four different major win or Grand Slam winners were in the same year for the four majors. Obviously, Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and U.S. Open. So in 03, Agassi wins the Australian. His last Grand Slam before he retires. Mm-hmm. Ferrero wins the French. Federer wins the U.S. Open. 
or sorry, uh, wins Wimbledon and Roddick wins the U.S. Open in 03. Okay. From that point forward, the Grand Slam winners starting in 2004, so we're talking 17, 18 years, whatever that is now, yeah. who have not been named Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, and Murray. Okay. Gaudio wins the French in 04, so one tournament into this, but the French Open's a little different beast until Nadal starts taking over his reign. Right. From there, Del Potro wins the U.S. Open in 09. I remember that. Uh, still looking, still looking. In 14, Vavrinko wins the Australian, and Chilich wins the U.S. Open. Okay. Vavrinko wins Wimbledon, no, sorry, wins the French in 15. Okay. Vavrinko wins the U.S. Open in 16. So he had him a little mini run there. He that, would probably contest the mini run. Dominic Team won the U.S. Open in 20, and that's it. Since 2004, those are the only winners not named those four dudes. In a sport where your timeline is pretty small, typically, yeah. you don't usually play as well into this age. So from a straight tennis player standpoint, there's no doubt that Djokovic is better than any tennis player from a previous era. I mean, it's just fitness, whatever. There's yes, nowhere close. Yes, yes. He would, he would destroy Bjorn Borg. Because he's by McEnroe. far a more all-around tennis player. I mean, Sampras was a serving volleyer. Djokovic would crush him right now. Yes. Um, Agassi, the best returner in the world, but his other parts of his game struggled a little bit. I mean, he, he was the best returner by far because he had a psycho father, but the rest of his game struggled at times. But Djokovic would break his serve so much that it wouldn't matter. I would matter. assume. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's better. It's, yeah. There's no there's no huge weakness there. Um, so he's the best resume. He has that. Um, but I just wonder a little bit, and this is a tennis thing, why they haven't been able to develop guys to get into that realm with them. Where is it simply that, coincidentally, the three best dudes that ever lived just happen to be in the same 20 years, and you go, okay. It is what it is, and sometimes that happens. Probably not. So what? Why? Why has no one else been able to? As these dudes get into their thirties, why has no one been able to? Fewer to kids. Step up? Fewer kids playing. Just fewer tennis players. That's in what it's got to be. Even the numbers. Well, because look, you know, you, you go back. I mean, look at golf. Golf was dying before Tiger, and then you have these people that all looked up to Tiger, and they 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 dedicated their. I mean, I, youth to, to golf. I simply just moved the screen up here. So let's talk about like 80 to 95 to 2000. My, my days. Yeah. Americans, though, is my point. Yeah. McEnroe, Shane, Con Courier, Connors, Sampras, Agassi. You had a lot of Americans that were really good top of the world at sure. that point. American tennis sucks. Was Roscoe Tanner American? I have no idea. <laughs> I remember him. I used to cheer for him. <laughs> I don't know. But there were just a lot of good players. There was Bjorn Borg. There he was, was yes. Guillermo uh, Vito. He won a doubles title in 77, yes. Uh, what was his name? Guillermo Vitalitis or something like Vetus that? Vetus Guerolitis. Vetus Guerolitis. Yes. He was actually Tanner's doubles partner that won the oh, Australian look Open at that. in 1977. But, but like when I was being, growing up, Wimbledon was must-watch television. Yeah. And that's kind of my point is that, I mean, the Americans don't play it much anymore. I mean, our Davis Cup players for years – I mean, have been kind of bad, frankly. I mean, Isner's played for, and he's not a bad tennis player, but he's not top five in the world. I mean, I don't know. It just tennis is that interesting thing of even on the women's side, the notoriety is falling. If we're, talk, if we're not talking about Sharapova or Williams' sister, nobody knows. I mean, no. I would assume your average fan wasn't aware that Ashley Barty was the number one seed at Wimbledon this year. Well, to your point, I watched a semifinal the other night. The other day, in here, I was just doing some work. I didn't. I'd never heard of either one of the women involved. 
and they're in the semifinals of Wimbledon. There is no Steffi Graf or Monica mm-hmm. Sellis or uh, uh, Jennifer. Is it Capriati? Was that her name? I was. Yes. They're, those those people don't exist now. You have the, the Williams sisters who are, but they're starting to. Father Time is reaching down and touching them a little bit now. Who replaces them as the stars of the sport when Venus and Serena are no longer playing and that day's coming? Oh, and I mean, even when you have those possibilities, and this isn't necessarily criticizing or not criticizing because I don't follow the sport enough to know the whole ins and outs of it, but you know, one of the most marketable tennis players in the world right now is Naomi Osaka, who just bypassed Wimbledon because she didn't want to speak to the media. Well, yeah. I mean, again, right, wrong, I, I don't yeah. care. Point being, though, well, that's a problem. I mean, in 95, if they said, hey, I know, you know, Wimbledon's coming up. Steffi Graf doesn't really speak to the media, so she's going to pull out this week. Well, that's a problem for everybody involved at that at that point. Yeah, so. well, there needs to be hand raised guy. It's, it's like I'm watching the baseball thing right now. They have the All-Star Media Day going on. Um, Max Scherzer's going to start for the National League, and Shohei Otani, who's the biggest name in the sport, yeah, sure. He's going to start for the American League, and the media are all there asking Otani, who doesn't really speak English, questions. His interpreter is answering the questions. Sure. He's, I mean, I, I'm I'm obsessed with Otani. By the way, I, I, I if he, if he's on, I watch. Yet I'm 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 struck by how you and I talked about this this morning a little bit. It might just be sports in general, mm-hmm. but this is not going to be stop the presses sports tomorrow. No, no, no. Not even a little bit. And when I was Carson's age, had there been a Shohei Otani pitching and hitting in the All-Star game? Dude has 33 home runs right now. Yeah. Look at him. I mean, he's this charismatic, great-looking guy, has that magnetic smile. He can do everything. He does everything well. I mean, it would be the lead thing to sports. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Not yeah. even close. No. I'm not even sure what is like NBA ratings are down and Skip Bayless is saying it's because we miss LeBron and I don't I I can't sit here and emphatically say it's because we miss I don't miss LeBron but we went a while without having sports and I don't think sports are all the way back Mm -hmm. in terms of television yeah I think people love to go to games I mean I went I was in Cincinnati what two weeks ago and uh, we went to see the Padres, and it was pretty full. The Cubs came in on that Friday night, and there, there was 41,000 people there. and People were partying. I think, you know, you saw Wembley yesterday. I mean, it, and again, that was a historic deal, England playing yeah, at sure. home. For the, it was crazy. They could have sold 400,000 tickets to that event. But I don't know what I don't know that people are watching like they used to, unless it's professional football, and to some extent in different markets, college football. I don't know that anyone's really watching anything like I, this this game the all-star game won't get big ratings no no one at all um and there was a time man where it would have been must watch television like when i was a kid wouldn't have missed it mm-hmm. i don't know we'll continue the conversation in a second we're gonna tell you about visit oxford visit oxfordms.com on the uh, 17th, the End of All Music Record Store Day is going on there on the square on Friday, June 30th. OPC Movies in the Park. Shrek is going to be that uh, that one to watch. That's at Avent Park at 8 p.m. for a start time for uh, for there. You've got the uh, YAC Towny Takeover. Details through OxfordArts.com on the 31st and uh, and much more. Here Friday, June July 16th, you've got an, a, um, 
an event at the Growler from 6 to 9. Different things going on with that as well. So find out all those different things and more at visitoxfordms.com slash events. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom-fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Uh, baseball season's wrapped up, which I'm at the draft. We're no longer talking about baseball games, but you might so you might not find yourself in Oxford for a few months, but no reason to delay getting your new Blue Delta Jeans using Blue Delta Jeans Virtual Tailor at BlueDeltaJeans.com. You can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking good for the first kick of football season in September. Our podcast listeners can get 10% off your purchase using uh, the code Rebel Grove. That's one word, Rebel Grove, at BlueDeltaJeans.com or in the Oxford studio. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works. So don't miss out. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for 73 years, from engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry, LamonsFineJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. Podcast presented by Comer Heating and Air. They have uh, more than 50 years of professional HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. Make sure that your cooling system is running in tip-top shape. Just give them a call, 662-801-1777. Also brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. They treat investing like a commodity, and decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's Pintrust.com, P-I-N-N-Trust.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you uh, are thinking about traveling later this fall, planning something for the holidays, even thinking ahead to next summer, get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters and a budget and let him give you some options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip. Just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, servicing people across rural communities. Two packages for internet, the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the 1 gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. And I have it home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, and more. I know a couple friends that have signed up for it here in the last couple weeks, and you can call too, see if it's in your neighborhood. Get the best internet around again. Nespark.com, 662-238-3159. So, um, let's see. Rest yesterday. Yeah, it was, the Wembley thing was incredibly cool, a little scary. Um, it was a little scary. It was a, 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 a lot combined, kind of yeah. all there uh, at, at, at once there. I was 
I mean, when I say I know nothing about the event, I know literally nothing. But I was pulling for England, just home crowd, been cool, like sure. that kind of thing. But I had no, I mean, I couldn't have told you a single player on either team. I had no idea. But um, it was neat. It was, it, it was <sighs> international, national team sporting events are pretty freaking cool all the time. I mean, we, oh, yeah. we always enjoy them in the moment. But I don't know that we really appreciate them as they're coming up and go, oh, no, that's, that's, that's neat. That's, that's good. Um. USA basketball loses to Nigeria the other day. That was saw kind of that. strange. Um, I saw, felt so 28 bad. and a half point underdog there. The 19 year old kid that missed the last kick. He plays for Arsenal for, mm-hmm. for England. I was sick for him. I mean, just, oh God. I mean, he just, he basically just died right there. I don't mean literally. He just, he, he, he was sobbing on the, on the, on the pitch. I mean, that's, that, that's tough. That's a, Whew. I mean, that, that's, England got so conservative after they got up one nothing that they they just they never they never went for the kill, not one time. And then by the end they were just hanging on to get to pins and it was kind of frustrating, but they were really struggling with. Italy had those three attackers who are so good one v one and could create space and shots on goal and it was they were they were battling. So this basketball thing, some of these like Nigeria does have NBA players, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you say, I, I don't the know. The guy they quoted here was, um, let me find it, Gabe Vincent for the Heat. Okay, uh, not a household name, is what you're saying? No. Um, let's see, a couple different dudes there that play for different people. Vincent's quote was, we just wanted to compete, actually, is how he started sure. it. We know what USA basketball means around the world, and they've been, they've, what they've stood for so long. A team coached by Greg Popovich, Kevin Durant on the team. So maybe he's just a loser in, the, in this. I mean, can't carry a team himself. Is that what you're Kevin Durant's saying? next step, Nigeria. <laughs> hey, they beat him so. <laughs> how's, that, how's, how's that citizenship work? Uh, Damian Lillard's on this team. I was going to say, who all was playing on the American team that night? Uh, Durant, uh, who had never before played in a loss for USA Basketball in 39 games. He had 17. Tatum had 15. Lillard had 14. And Bam uh, Adebayo had 11. Those were the leaders. So they weren't just play, they weren't playing the scrap heap of scrap heap of American basketball. They were playing some pretty good guys. Uh, Zach Levine, um, Precious Achua was playing for Nigeria. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking for names here as I as I scroll down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the Olympic team needed extra players because Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker at the NBA Finals. They called up Darius Garland, Sadiq Bay, yeah, and somebody else. So, um, yeah. Anyway, they probably weren't exactly locked in for the big exhibition against Nigeria. Well, no, but I mean, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. Maybe it's an eye opener. Does it mean they're? I mean, they're beatable because if Nigeria can do that, even if they're not focused, that means you know Spain or Argentina or some of the sure. programs that are good for sure. Can sure. Um, because I think the last time these two teams played, the U.S. won by like sixty-five or something. No, they're absolutely beatable. Argentina could beat them. You mentioned Spain, Croatia. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. listen, there's some there's some basketball. There's some good basketball players in the in the in the world. It is kind of embarrassing for like Durant and those guys. Is Luca playing in the Olympics? I don't know. I mean, he could get hot and be a problem for a day. Yeah, I mean that's Luca. Luca can be a handful. 
three hours ago when when I when I googled him, um, Jordan Brand hinting at a possible new Dockett shoe. Oh, I saw it. Uh, it has, it's kind of yeah. I saw his I prior saw his to shoe. something. Yeah, I'm hopeful my son doesn't see the shoe. Why is that a problem? Because he'll want the shoe. You think the shoe's gonna be expensive? It won't be cheap. What are these run? What are we talking? About? I don't know. Nah, he's got some Paul George ones that were like 120. They weren't the end of the world. Oh, okay. I really wish back in the day you'd have gone and found some like some Jordan ones and put those in a box somewhere and, yeah. and held on to them, don't you? Yeah. Everybody's idiots. Like every time something pops, just buy one of something and just throw it. Like save it. It's like we're even like the original iPhones that have been still in the packaging is going for stupid amounts of money. This like and that's only fifteen years. When we were kids, we used to have these Shogun Warriors. Okay. They were like these little toy. They had like. There were different ones, and you know they had diff- different ones could fire like different body parts, if you will. Like mm-hmm. might might fire their fist, or they'd fire a little arrow, or whatever. Anyway, those things are collector's items now. My parents like gave the three that we had away, and to get them now, for me to get those three, it would be like two thousand dollars. That crazy? Because I've gone and looked to see if I could find the one that I had when like I was on a eBay kid. and stuff. Yeah, it's so expensive. You have a big weekend? <laughs> had an interesting weekend. Did you? I did. Grilling yeah. out. Had a, was. had a bourbon. <laughs> well, I wish I'd had a bourbon. Tequila or two. I might have had a couple of tequilas. So when you say that, you don't mean mezcal. You mean actually tequila. Yeah. Okay. And so I've decided that tequila makes me a little mean. Like, you know, you hear guys say bourbon makes them mean. Bourbon mellows me out. Like if I have a bourbon, I'm just is it because chill. you're like rattling the ice and kind of like calming, or you think it's actually something in the properties of the alcohol? I just have no idea. Okay, your your theory sounds more right than because alcohol chemical alcohol. reaction, yeah. right? Because there is something to bourbon, just kind of taking the smell and rolling the rock, and oh yeah, kinda... you get the big rock and you listen to it crack a little bit it, and just kind of it, yeah. it makes you have to take the breath. Yeah, take them because tequila is to... not a breath alcohol. No, it's more of a yeah. Let's let's shoot it and go on about our day. If my wife hears this story being told, she might come in and end the podcast or end me. I'll leave names out of it. Well, let's do that. So Carson was out in the hood with a group of his buddies. Mm-hmm. Most of them probably 14, 15 years old. And I had not seen him at all on Saturday, really. Um, he was been out all day. And... Uh, Someone comes to the door in an agitated state. It's about 7.30, I think, on Saturday agitated night. Agitated state. <laughs> yeah. And uh, informed me that uh, my son had taken the flyers outside of his house. These houses for sale. And um, it's the first I had heard of it. Okay. I can't believe I'm telling this story. Laura's going to get so pissed off. Um. But I'm 51. You get mad or what difference does it make at this point? Um, you might make the guy mad. Maybe he's listening. Something tells me he's not. Okay. But if he is, it's fair game. <laughs> it's your story. It's my it's story. Your truth. <laughs> it's my truth. It's your truth. <laughs> it was my driveway. Um, and he's so Carson stole the 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 uh the flyers. 
said that he'd done it twice. Well, obviously, I, I knew nothing of it because I wouldn't have condoned that. I would have told him, hey, dude, don't. It's not smart. You never know who's going to react, how they'll react. I also know that our roving bands of teenage boys in a neighborhood sometimes are going to find some mischief, and it's okay, typically. it's They're, they're all... They're all probably going to make yeah. it. A certain part of, hey, don't be an idiot, thanks. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Awesome. So I inform him that I will find Carson and talk to him about it and that we will make it right. Keeps talking. And as he keeps talking, my level of agitation, which at this point was pretty low, begins to rise. Slowly. So it's just simmering and boiling. Just, and just, just turn the heat. You're, tur- you're slowly turning the we dial. Just turn the heat up on the pot of water. But not much. Not boiling yet. And he keeps talking. And I told him, I said, I told you that I would get with him. I'll do it immediately and we'll get to the bottom of this. And um, that was not satisfactory. That answer was no longer satisfactory. He asked where the flyers were. Well, at this point, now you're asking me questions that you already, in my, in my world, I think you already know the answer, which, as you know, because you know me, don't ask me a question if you already know, me, know the answer. Don't, I, I, there's no point. And I said, I, I don't know where they are. This, this is the first I've heard of it, and he's not here right now. He's out and about. I'll have to contact him. We're working to contact him right now. Because by mm-hmm. that point, Laura's texting him with, you know, get home. Yeah, we got a little situation. Got a situation. Got to find out what's going on. And um, he continues. Well, now on, I was a one, now I'm a three, and now I'm moving up to a five or a six. I'm getting a little agitated. Why are you continuing to say this? I told you I'd handle it. We're not talking about he didn't. He didn't rip the door off the hinge or anything. We're going to be okay here. Let me talk to him and find out what's going on. And he keeps t- going. And I, I, I inform him that I think it's now time for him to leave. Allow me to do this. I will reach out. Okay. Sure. He then informs me that you know, he might have to call the police about this. Police. The police. At which point I went from seven to ten. I don't know what it was about that word. But that word hit the spot, if you will. Okay, real, real quick. Flyers. We mean those uh, brochures that sit out in front of a house giving you the uh, the main details of a house when it is for sale. Yes. The little things you take with you and it's roll a, out of the thing. A and, realtor's tool to market the house for people who drive by and see it. People will drive through our neighborhood. We live in a, a neighborhood in Oxford that there have been some houses that have moved pretty quickly. Yeah. And so people will drive through and they'll take the flyer. And if they're interested, they'll call the realtor to set up an appointment to see the house yeah. to get basic information. Yeah. I am 37, Grind. You got close on that one. Yeah. I'm, he had you at 40. You should be happy. All the running's paying off. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Laura. Anyway. That was not the right word, police. At that point, I became... Is police ever the right word? Well, at this point, I became defensive of my son. That was the first time that I went from, you know what, I'm... I'm, I'm Because if we're hating on it calmly, yeah, look, at least you're in the wrong compared to him. And yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. All right. Do you want to finish the story and then talk about it, or do you want to talk about it now? Oh, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll finish. Yeah. Let's get through it, then we'll go from there. So I, I... 
was luckily, 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 there were people at my house, <laughs> yeah, who had cooler heads at the moment. Realized that, uh oh, this is the side of him that we don't see. And look, I've 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 been in two fights in my entire life. Okay, I mean, I'm not I'm not the fighting guy. I don't go out looking for fights, and I don't think I was actually going to do that because I know that would not have ended well. Right. But I was hot. At that point, I went from being a little irritated at my son mm-hmm. to being very defensive of my son. Okay. Because, come on. He didn't damage property. Had they spr- Technically, they're free. They are supposed <laughs> to be taken. Had they spray-painted the house or something, I, I mean, this is, we're having a different conversation. Had Maybe they- you really wanted the house and Carson was helping <laughs> not sabotage. Hey, we need the deal. Well, we need those flyers gone. Like they're going to have to lower the price significantly for me to even think about the house. I mean, Square I, foot is a little high right now. Carson may have done, a, uh, done, done them a favor. But we used the word police, and so it, it, it ended. He realized that this was not going to go well. He left. Um. I was thoroughly scolded. We got Carson came over and Carson's all worked up. And I told him, I said, look, there's a lesson here. And the lesson is not the lesson is you never know who you're screwing with. And there's always a psychopath. And you just ran into one because let's get, let's I mean, relative psychopath, but sure. But let's talk about how, how are men supposed to handle something like this? You pick up the phone and you call me and you say, Hey, this is who this is. Your son just took my flyers. They've done it twice. They clearly think it's funny. I need those flyers. We're trying to sell the house. Can you please ask them to chill? Okay. And then I would have said, absolutely. And I would have called him and said, hey, don't they do won't the, touch them again. Don't do the flyer thing again. Do you understand me? And then I would have taken the guy some money for the flyers like I did. And that would have been the end of it. And I would have yelled at my son for a few minutes about don't be an idiot. And then we'd all move on with our day. And then we'd all move on with our day. There's no point in coming to someone's house and, by the way, dragging another neighborhood kid, by the way, with him who's terrified out of his mind. Laid hands on another kid. Touched Come on. Him. Come literally, on. literally touched literally him. Literally touched him, which is a good way to get your ass kicked. Come on. I mean, learn learn some of the unwritten rules. We, we talk about baseball unwritten rules. There's some unwritten rules of society. Handle something that doesn't matter calmly. Yeah. I would have felt bad for the cop that actually gets called to that. Yeah. We'll see. They took some flyers. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Can you imagine the sheriff's deputy having to come out here on a Saturday night in the summer when people are still celebrating the 4th of July and popping fireworks and stuff? Can well, you... see, I had these free flyers in my in my front yard, and these, they took them. These hooligans. <laughs> Can you imagine having to write that report? Yeah, the level of response is what I'm finding so funny here to this whole situation is that we get to the point of, hey, I'm calling the police. And who says that? Because who wants to deal with the other dude's kid anyway? Yeah, you just tell your kid to stop. Like, I just just tell get, him to stop. I'm getting yelled at at home. Can we just all get like, yeah, can, just can we just solve Tell this? him to stop. Because had he called me, I would have taken the call and he could have easily gotten my number or Laura's number. Sure. And we would have said, 
hey, dude, get your ass home and go apologize. I'm going to reimburse you for the flyers. Don't do it again. Don't be an idiot. Next. And everybody learns a little lesson, frankly. And of it's course. It's a big deal, but just, you know. Yeah. Maybe when you act like an idiot, the lesson people that, say things. But the lesson that he learned, I told him, I said, hey, here's the lesson from this, is that you just never know. Like, most people would handle this with like, oh, the stupid kids. It's summer. They're out running around being, high, being teenage kids. At the end of the day, they didn't. They destroyed nothing. Could be so much worse, right? They just are having some fun. Stupid, but most of us were stupid at 14. Or occasionally stupid at yeah, 14. Sure. Like I said, we used to steal like road signs. We struck we tried to steal a we tried to steal a barrel from front of a restaurant one time. Yeah. Um, I mean friends and the family owned it, but I would have given it back. Well, that was the funniest part was Campbell goes, We used to steal flyers. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, and they rolled yards and come on. Here's my thing about neighborhoods. If you don't want to live in a neighborhood, don't. It's really simple. Especially when you live in an area like this where you could go out five, six miles and live in a rural you know, and I, and I have no criticism of that. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. not a criticism. I mean, it's, it's not like Brooklyn where there's kind of you're sort of landlocked, you know? I mean, if you want to get out, drive out a few miles towards New Albany and get you a big plot of land and probably not have neighbors, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Or where your neighbors are a few acres away. Sure. And that's cool. Some For some people, that's the way to be. There's a lot of variety between zero lot line homes and out in the middle. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you, you know when you move into a neighborhood that there are going to be barking dogs, for example. People are going to have dogs and dogs bark. That's just part of being a dog is that you bark sometimes. And you know there's going to be kids. Can't yeah. drive like a maniac through a neighborhood because there's going to be kids on yeah. tricycles or bicycles or playing with balls or whatnot. There's going to be dogs that you don't want to hit because it's somebody's beloved pet. They're just things that you know are part of living in a neighborhood. And if you don't want to have that, those things around, it's cool. Don't move into a neighborhood yeah. of your own volition, willingly. So, I don't know. Entertaining nonetheless. We all learned something here today. Hopefully we take it with us as we uh, as we move forward. Some other things to learn real quick. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for a Nissan vehicle, go to Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. We're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated, Realtors serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They've got load trail. They also have Hallmark cargo trailers, spare tires and wheels at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, and so much more. 601-932-9798 or check them out at Alpha of ms.com and we're brought to you by the rogue the rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing they've got everything you're looking for the all the best items from peter millar martin dingman jack victor and more 
4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And while you're in Jackson, stop by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let him find help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. A uh, full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367 or six, stop by in person at 1685 High Street in Jackson. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy there in Oxford or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222. Remember, if you're a state or school employee in the area and you have an insurance provider, use a CVS Caremark, which is a pharmacy benefit manager. It is not to be confused with CVS Pharmacy. Still use your local pharmacy, hopefully G&M or Tyson Drugs. It does not impact you in any way. You don't have to change anything. You can carry on with your great local service. So, again, to find out more, that's on South Lamar and Oxford. Or they deliver locally in the Oxford area, and that's 662-236-2222. There, uh, there's that. Plenty of uh, Ginger does make a good point. What's that? She said could have just avoided it by having a QR code instead of flyers. Yeah. That's a good point. Everybody's got a phone. Most people do. Even a even a smartphone. Yeah. Very few people probably still have like the old like brick or something they're just carrying around. Mr. Wonderful died. See that? I did not. Yeah. Seventy one. Paul Orndorf Orndorf. Oh, the wrestler. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, not the guy from from the show. No, the wrestler. The wrestler. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. What show? Uh uh the one with Mark Cuban, uh, uh, Shark Tank. Oh, no, 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 no. Kevin O'Leary. Yeah. No, the the wrestler. 80s heyday. I figured it was your kind of. <clears throat> I remember Paul Orndorff. Your yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. He was from Florida. That's where he was. They said he was That's from. That's where he was billed from? Mm-hmm. Like parts unknown? I think they, or... didn't they bill him as a former Florida Gator? Paul, oh, really? Paul Orndorff. Is that right? I think so. Whose job was it to come up with all that back in the day? Like, did the wrestler get to kind of pick, or was it mostly done by the organization? I would think it was whatnot? probably the promoters would create. Like, did Mick Foley personas. come up with all his different personas over over time? I don't know. It's a good question. Like, was it Dude Love and Mankind? And yeah, wouldn't you love to get some of those guys on? Got some stuff there. I, I got mean, there's, there's some crazy. Yeah, that can get that can get going. He actually was legitimately born in Brandon, Florida. Okay. Orndorf. Yeah. Uh, there's some people asking about the different commit commitments. Um, yeah, we, we, we will do a soft verbal later this week. Um, and there's a lot of recruiting coverage up at rebelgrove.com. Um, I wrote two recruiting stories just yesterday alone. And Zach wrote, I don't know, three or four over the course of the weekend. And there's some recruiting in my 10 weekend thoughts, which is brought to you by Harry Alexander. It was the last one that Harry's going to sponsor. Uh, he's taking a little step back. I do want to say this. Uh, Harry sponsored that mm-hmm. content item for seven years. Seven years. It's a long time in this business. And every three months, he would just renew. We never had a conversation about renewing. He just renewed. And he was kind enough to give me notice that, hey, I'm just taking He's still selling. So ha at harryalexander.com. You can holler at him if you're looking to buy or sell. He's one of the best. He's with Cannon Cleary. Um, but, yeah, that was, was kind of weird yesterday. To be, That was the last time I was going to put that up at the top of 10 Thoughts. But there's a lot of recruiting in, in 10 Thoughts, too. So 
So, we're close here. Uh, Orndorff, actually, he did earn notoriety as a running back from the University of Tampa. He had okay. 21 career touchdowns. Had over 2,000 all-purpose yards in his career. He was a 12th-round selection in the 1973 NFL draft by the Saints, but failed to pass his physical up in the NFL with both the Saints and the Chiefs. Um, he did play for the Jacksonville Sharks of the World Football League in uh, 1975, and after that began his professional wrestling career. Starting off as a uh, is is the Brandon Bull was his first um, on stage moniker I guess if he you was in that group with like Junkyard Dog and um, Kamala the Ugandan Warrior and then like Arn and Oli sure. Oli and Arn Anderson he was in that that was his era his first notoriety came when he uh, in 1976 sorry 78 when he teamed with Jimmy Snuka to capture the NWA World Tag Team title from Baron Von whatever and Greg Valentine. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Was it? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> Those so. were my days, man. That's what he did. Um, we used to watch we, – so we would watch NWA. NWA was the one out of Atlanta, right? We would watch – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, would, yeah. we would watch – World Championship Wrestling, NWA or whatever it was called, from like 5.05 to 7.05 every Saturday night. And then we'd pretend we were wrestlers and basically kill each other. Oh, do the whole imitate wrestler thing back in the day. I'm surprised nobody got, actually got hurt. hurt. Yeah, I think I we mean, were... You're throwing people in the ground pretty... We were smart enough not to do the pal driver. Well, thanks. Yeah. And we did like our version of like the figure four leg lock yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I remember I almost broke like, somebody's leg yeah. doing the figure like, hey, four leg lock. Yeah. Tap like, uh, tap out. Yeah. Speaking of, did you the camel clutch, that kind of thing. I didn't I don't ever watch it, but the the MMA fight with uh Conor McGregor breaking his leg. I didn't see any of it. He's like just moving his leg around. It's like, dude. Come on. I did love how as soon as it happened, he wanted it to be a doctor stoppage, not yeah. a loss. He yeah. was very, very, very precise about that. As it was, uh, And they're both saying, this isn't over. If anything, I'm thinking, you guys just made a, another huge payday. Oh, because they'll just do it again. They'll just, yeah, because everyone, everyone will pay their $60 and watch it one more time. Yeah, I haven't watched one of those things since, I guess, him and Mayweather, whatever that, whenever that was, a few years ago. A weird night. But, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the last time. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed coverage topics today. Hope some guests as the week moves on and more. So hope all you have a uh, a lovely afternoon and evening, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow sometime as well. So uh, for today's edition, that's it. Talk to you soon. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.